Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Queen is Dead. I am Sanjeet. I have Dhruv with me and uh, we're meeting after a very long time. Not and really, you have, but okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> but we have a very special guest with us. Someone who's famous on uh, quote unquote film Instagram. You may know him by his Instagram handle, the bong cinephile. Uh, and he's popularly also known as Simon Ezra. Simon, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. Myself, Simon. You might know my Instagram page also, and I'm a very big fan of this podcast to be honest and i'm very glad to have glad to be appearing on this podcast so thank you for having me thank you thank you for joining our pleasure <laughs> but uh, you know the first thing associated bong with was not bengali it was some it was something else completely <laughs> I mean that speaks to the mind itself, right? Uh, whoever thinks it is like the person. <laughs> no, I was that was like the first instinct. I was like, oh, okay, because no, I've had I've encountered like a lot of people on uh, Letterbox itself who are you know indulged in other activities other than watching films. So I was but like, you oh, find oh. those indulgent activities, right? So it's you. No, it's not me. I found those people who do it. So I was like observing from far. But you away. found them. They didn't like come to you. Yeah, they didn't come to. Me. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we we realized something that, here. <laughs> I realized that bong was something else after joining Instagram. I was like, okay, it means something else. Bong basically is Bengali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know, I know, I know. I mean, but that was not my first instinct. <laughs> of course, it wasn't, Sanjeev. What can we expect from you? Oh, wow! So we are playing. Uh, Degrading. <laughs> you are the one who watches, so it's fine. It's not my fault. Anyways, go ahead. Anyways, There's yeah. a lot to cover today, right? Lot to cover today. There's lots to talk about. We have a very good Q and A session that hopefully should be good enough. Okay, so we'll just jump into the Q and A. Yeah. Let's go for it. Yeah. I have yeah. the questions here. One of the names. Yeah. So the first question and the name isn't. Uh, properly visible unfortunately but it's saket gopalakrishnan i think yeah the, yeah, yeah the question is themes or like the statement is themes that titan simon's favorite film of the year if i'm not wrong mm-hmm. uh dealt with so he wants to was to talk about the main themes of that film uh, mm-hmm. so we can go go ahead what Simon, go ahead. You take it over, considering you it is your favorite film of the year. Also, if main themes is concerned, then I guess love and compassion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If the main theme of Titan is concerned, then I I'm uh, it's basically love and compassion beyond yeah. humanity. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. The main character. Sorry for spoiling the film, but I have to. The main character is transforming herself from a human to a Mechanical, me- something mechanical. So yeah, you see her, uh, her compassion towards a. It's like love beyond him. Uh, I can't explain properly, but it's like love beyond uh, humanity in uh, some cases. Like, yeah, um, <laughs> it it isn't like an in a an non living object, <laughs> non living thing can also. uh be fallen in love with a living object yeah mm-hmm. like love is isn't only limited to a living organism it can go yeah. beyond that so that was the main theme behind it and and then we have the gender uh, gender roles gender fluidity yeah 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 how yeah. how how julia completely blurs the line between them yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. also the main theme you can say 
that yeah. was probably for me my favorite part of the film like yeah. how it becomes completely distorted between who julia really is as a person as well as the whole mm. gender thing that was whole actually mm. going on so uh, that yeah. was my favorite part of the film i mean we mm. we i think we wanted to talk about it in october as well when you when dhruv and uh, arijit had uh, watched it and, and i was i didn't watch it at that point i watched it probably like 15 20 days later and then i was like in actually the blown away by it. Right? in the cinema yeah and i was actually blown away by it uh, yeah another the, thing in titan i hmm. i would like to mention is that that fire uh, that fire that dance that the uh, wearing stranger song that sequence was very good like yep. everyone was saying was thinking that adrian is a boy so he will dance very masculine in a very uh, masculine right. way yeah but uh, he starts dancing very seductively yeah and the whole crew members were shocked yeah like how a boy can dance like this yeah, they yeah. were very homophobic in a sense yeah, 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 yeah. calling in that yeah. and also uh before that another like i made a made a post by yeah you know no promote promote don't promote, know, yeah, yeah. no yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i have highlighted in that also uh, yeah. there was another scene where the uh, firefighters were dancing very compassionately yeah like that kind of compassion isn't always uh, in the forefront it it comes yeah. very privately they are they are dancing like Uh, they have something in them, but no, yeah. they have just um, friendship. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, go Sanjit. Any so I'm. No, I'll no, quickly, no. You, you add. It's quickly okay. go ahead because we have so many questions today. Mm. Uh, so no, I uh, again whatever you guys have said, uh, I'm with you in in whatever you uh, you guys love about the film, and I think I have mm. like minor complaints. I really want to rewatch the film actually, just for the, like the first half and if it works, but thematically it is. a lot to do with gender fluidity fluidity mm-hmm. and i think to me it's basically yeah what what uh, simon said about normal or like human kindness or like the fact that you know you can it doesn't matter what or who you are and it's yeah. fine mm-hmm. for for people who are genuinely and truly lo- uh, loving and compassionate any sort of societal tag doesn't matter man woman mm-hmm. Yeah. human not human machine whatever anything mm-hmm. nothing matters because mm-hmm. the images of the film kind of keep on reinforcing the fact that you have uh, these people or whatever she julia dacono the director is trying to do is uh break through these barriers and reach mm-hmm. for something that's genuinely uh transcendent i think and i, I mean that's yeah, yeah. very admirable i i think there's mm-hmm. like problems in terms of how she kind of fits these around in terms of like genre hopping and all that but like apart from that i i the themes and all all came across super well to me yeah, uh, yeah when i yeah. watched it yeah so that is uh, that is it we we try, we wrapped it up pretty quickly this unexpected uh, <laughs> yeah yeah so the next question is by uh, cap limited uh, these two questions for us so for the first question is uh, obscure films that people should know about go ahead mm. uh, sanjeet you go first then but then obscure you. films like what, what does obscure thing? mean no 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 i mean i mean from when like can be anything i don't know so isn't it yeah, too yeah. vast a question though ha ah, but just throw throw some oh. i don't know obscure films you you've seen more obscure stuff than i have you go ahead it's okay so nicely you've thrown it at me now i'll have to think uh, uh. 
I mean, there's a lot of obscure films, I say, but like, I guess lesser seen films hmm. is the the sort of uh, I I recommended this to um, I think Simon recently. Foxtrot by Samuel Moaz or Moaz. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce the second. It's like hmm. an Israeli film that was hmm. submitted. uh for like oscar nominations but didn't get through i think it was in 2017 2018 it's a fantastic mm-hmm. film like especially for people who really like sort of war dramas or war films like that i think it's got a really interesting structure to it like it's got a three act very defined three act structure but it's like a it kind of plays around with that really mm-hmm. well and it's about this uh, family trying to get over the grief of their child's loss Uh, but they kind of realize that the child might not actually be dead so it's about mm-hmm. their point of view his point of view and then how kind of they intermingle mm-hmm. after after like that so it, that's one sort of obscure film i guess uh, i wanted to recommend there's others we've already mentioned in in the previous episodes which, which i don't want to repeat like la casa lobo and uh, oh, yeah, la casa so lobo. just so just watch watch those that film is going to be a cult classic i i can guarantee What luck is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Simon, you were. I think there's a lag in audio. Um, can I recommend three films? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. Go, 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 go. Um. So my first recommendation would be this uh, OBS film called The Color of Pomegranate by Oh yeah, Sergey Parajanov. Parajanov. Yeah. This is this is my this is a this is my favorite film. Like I'm recommending now. It's about mm-hmm. a Armenian uh, troubadour who was like beheaded because he didn't accept Christianity. Okay. That's why he was killed. Mm-hmm. So the story goes there. There is no story basically. Parajanov just took out uh, bits and pieces of his poems, Sayat Nova's poems, and visualized yeah. and binded them some sort of narrative. He gave. Yeah. He tried to give a narrative. And it's a very avant-garde film. Like no camera mm-hmm. movement, nothing. There are. Ex- Like one uh, actress is there, Sophie Kochiroli, who plays six to seven characters, both male and female. Mm-hmm. There are symbolisms in that you have to rewatch multiple times. I myself watched like six times, like this much. This is my first recommendation. I recommend yeah. it to everyone, basically. Yeah, yeah. Then I have this Czech film called Valerie and a Week of Wonders by Aromil okay. Yerish. Mm-hmm. This was the first, but as the last film of Czech New Wave. uh it concerns with a uh, teenage girl valerie who uh, just starts experience, experiencing womanhood mm-hmm. and the moment when she experiences that that she is not a girl anymore she is transforming into a woman yeah. that scene is very delicate like uh, it is very beautifully done we see a flower and then there are some symbolisms in that okay we yeah. have vampires we have some Uh, erotic scenes and there is one yeah. problematic scene regarding the child yeah. but it, it can be passed on i guess yeah so this, this is my second another and very beautiful visuals yeah it's almost arresting and the soundtrack everything is very beautiful this film yeah the last is this bengali film i have rest is personal okay oh yeah you've recommended to me <laughs> um not as obscure to the bengali listeners but it's very obscure to all of uh, that that's because this film basically is about a documentary filmmaker who is 
a failure mm. in finding love. He okay. can't find love. So he visits the Jyotish, like a palmist. Uh, yeah. He says he advises him to go to this village where mm-hmm. if you go there, you will find your soulmate and you will fall in love. Okay. So he mm-hmm. goes there and this film like blurs the line between uh, reality and uh, fiction. Brilliantly. Okay. Okay. Uh, its its ending will uh, is very impactful. The ending. Cool. Anywhere to watch this? Like uh, YouTube. Rest is YouTube. 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 Okay. I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds very interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a very beautiful film. Yeah. Like also yeah. the act, the casting is brilliant. Yeah. And everything is very organic. Like there is nothing uh, too staged in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Sanjit, go ahead. So I I haven't seen as many obscure films as you guys. I have, mean, so it is obscure. I'll say something seen... what uh, what Simon uh, provided me the film with the the, yeah. the film is Anne Gore Da Dan. Have I ever recommended hmm. it, this though? No, 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 you haven't. No, no. No, yeah. So hmm. you can definitely check that film out, Anne Gore Da Dan. Hmm. Um, so it's a punjabi film it's set in uh, like a small village in punjab it's actually not just in that small village but it goes beyond but that film is so good in terms of how it looks at a social life mm-hmm. through like a very distant gaze because it isn't um, something that you go and get involved it's like you're observing them mm-hmm. um, so it's a very good film about this one like the dalits that are living in punjab mm-hmm. um i mean they aren't specified as dalits in, in in a way but the way you see them you'll obviously get to know uh, where mm-hmm. they belong to in a social um, strata so mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's a punjabi film so you yeah. aren't you don't really associate punjabi language or punjabi cinema with with subtle art house right cool. yeah but this is one film up uh, there's, there's another one by the same director gurvinder singh uh, it's known as chauthi koot which i haven't seen though but the the director was uh, the protege of mani call who most hmm. people know as like one of the art house autos in india so yeah okay. that is my recommendation yeah okay now uh, so this kind of links so kep limited asked the second question must watch films under the check new wave scene uh, hmm. which kind of links with whatever uh, simon said one of his recommendations was from that i personally haven't watched much check new wave i think milos pomans pomans is, is from the check new wave am i yes, yes, yes. he started the movement with a, the start, other oh. two directors okay i've only seen uh, loves of a blonde i think that's the only film i've seen and i really like that film uh, check uh, new wave i guess we'll be discussing our main in in okay so we'll we'll have that discussion later uh, in in the podcast itself so we we'll get yeah, to yeah. answer cap uh, limited's question there okay perfect mm-hmm. next question is from tales from the kino will cinema as an art form mm-hmm. ever become mainstream again i don't think so so i can talk with respect to india which i have more uh, knowledge about rather than other places yeah but i feel the the quote and quote art house cinema is on the decline and has been for the last 3 years 3 4 years hey but they are asking will cinema as an art form ever become mainstream again art form i mean art as form in, uh, i guess they mean that 
cinema as an art form means what like 70s american cinema will will like films like i guess i don't know what okay i then i misread the question can you repeat the question yeah Miss will Lord cinema knows. as an art form ever become mainstream again i think they mean that superhero movies have become like the mainstream uh of as cinema but like cinema by cinema i think they mean like a scorsese film i guess will those become mainstream mm. again i mm. guess that i that's what i get what do what do you think dhruv about this what is this every like last time what you just no, like said no i'll tell you why why am i pointing it at you i'll tell you i'll tell, tell you tell, take tell. the most recent example of west side story which is by yep. steven spielberg right yep it's it has like 100 million riding on it yeah right that's a lot of money that's a yep. lot of money right yeah and if uh now here is why i always preach and advocate for cinema viewing more than your your other viewing is because if we don't go and watch films uh made by spielberg mm. he'll go into the same category as corsese has gone yeah. he didn't get funding for irishman by from paramount and he had to go to netflix i'm giving yeah. more mainstream examples purely because yeah. i think they are more uh common and people get to know about them very easily and it reaches out to more people yeah then this is why i've been pushing the theater agenda is purely because if we don't watch their films in theater they'll resort to um netflix and all of those film uh, mm. streaming sites and they'll become more obscure in terms because there is so much stuff on these streaming platforms they aren't curated either except mm. if it's like a criterion or a movie yeah uh, sponsors so that they, Did they get lost? Yeah, <laughs> Criterion's <laughs> movie, please sponsor. But uh, <laughs> my, th- this is why I've been advocating the whole theater thing. Fine, you make a if, if you make you make a good point, Sanjeev. I yeah, because, have to unfortunately agree with you here. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but then, it's true. Ahead, it's ahead, true, yeah. though. No, it is true. I think that uh, they that sort of. and i'm not necessarily dissing superhero films as such because i i'm yeah, fond yeah, yeah. of some of them quite a bit but like it is true that there is like this aesthetic deprivation in mainstream cinema like it's just like yeah. one form yep. is there and like like film has become a sort of medium <laughs> in which you can just convey information show action like there is the that Social art cause. art <laughs> form of like sort of making a film i think is kind of and i don't see it coming honestly in the mainstream yeah, again there there's less signs of it i think what, what do you think simon simon yeah art form i that same superhero thing yeah I mean, mm. people are more more inclined to watching those repetitive films like they don't want to branch out yeah they yeah. want to yeah. get out of the comfort zone yeah like if they are fine with superhero films they will watch it Yeah, like, nobody think, will watch West Side Story. Like if the if Spiderman is screening, decide that everyone yeah. will book exactly, for exactly. No one will book for the West Side Story. This is a case. Then. Yeah, yeah. no one no, will know. Will. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, look at this. Uh, I look at it in this in a sense as in. Uh, the biggest sell for the the upcoming spiderman movie and i'm just taking this medium mm. to like convey what i've been feeling for the last mm. whatever so many months people have theorized the heck out of that movie okay yeah. and as soon as the film is going to come out there's going to be a backlash because it's not going to live up to their expectations 
or to what yeah. they want it to be right exactly yeah that's yeah. what i'm trying to say yeah so and and so here's what i also dislike why hmm. i mean people have become so comfortable and it's also the herd mentality that's been going on yeah. that they have to i mean okay i get people wouldn't sit down and watch like a 60s film let alone a 30s hmm. film like i understand people won't make an effort to watch a 60s film and that's hmm. understandable but if a good film is at a theater near you hmm. or let's say on your streaming platform i don't disagree with watching good films on your streaming either hmm. watch it don't just watch those netflix romcoms that have dominated the <laughs> i mean how many kissing booth films have come out kissing booth 69 i don't know hmm. But <laughs> Sanjeev, your mind is somewhere else today. <laughs> no, I'm irritated. I'm irritated more than more than anything else. I'm I'm just irritated by the fact that that people, although they don't make an effort to watch earlier cinema, at least they can make an effort to watch what is good and in cinema right now. Don't look at don't look at like Rotten Tomatoes as your or IMDb as your uh, I mean, as your yeah, judging scale. Stone. Huh, yeah. je- measuring stone but just hmm. watch whatever is good something may appeal to you other than those superhero movies hmm. i mean i get people watch movies once in a while but even a west side story could be your once in a while mainstream film it is as mainstream as it gets yeah i mean just yeah. to uh, self plug one of our episodes we like yeah. we talked about this in the eternals episode me and aryan did about okay. the fact that people like the fact that you know what is going to happen i don't think people yeah, really yeah. are in the mood for like you know experimentation unpredictability i guess you can like say that that's also because uh, of the times we are living in i guess that's the excuse one can provide yeah, in the I sense mean, that you know unpredictable times so everyone wants like cinema to be like a safety net uh, so so yeah, mm, that's the excuse regarding the spiderman trailer you were talking about I yeah, have one. Yeah. I know someone who was the trailer at zero point five x speed to get <laughs> to, to analyze on the trailer. <laughs> but that's the, the culture, though. That's the culture. I think that's the. I mean, but shouldn't you actively also take part in not moving ahead with them and trying to forge your own identity as well? Yes. Who wants to create their own identity, though, Sanjeev? Now, like, firstly, it's impossible <laughs> to create. Though, I think. in in a way no, like because of I so mean, much information right hmm. like how do you yeah. create your identity once especially if we are on social media right and you have started and i have started becoming more sort of active than yeah, like yeah, in yeah. a while back it's just so many opinions are there that it's like it's hard to sometimes keep a semblance of what you think you know because hmm. it's so influenced hmm. that i think hmm. uh, everything's the ease of accessibility kind of kills the need to like ease of accessibility yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i think yeah. that is the uh, that is the star killer <laughs> yeah But okay star I killer mean, i thought you were making some star wars reference like star what was that thingy that no, death no. death star death yeah, star yeah. no yeah yeah, yeah. Thing, never mind okay <laughs> should we move on to the next yeah. section okay yeah, yeah. so this is from uh, murali lal L G E N Z. I'm not going to pronounce everything like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how how long would it? Take? This kind of links to the the question we have right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How long would it take for the Indian masses to appreciate and encourage Indian art house films? As long mm-hmm. as I think time lasts, which means never. 
No, I feel, I really feel, so I'm not saying <clears throat> this is an ideal case situation that I'm going to point out. Yeah. Uh, I think you people ideally actively need to add the whole art form as like a curriculum, I feel. Like how mm-hmm. there is, I mean, we don't even have sex education yet, but uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm just trying to put forward the fact that until we get to that point, we sh- there should be some push as a fact to form an artistic opinion as well. There's how many of you guys even studied art in your schools? Like barely. But it's looked down upon. No, in it's looked down upon. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. There has to be actively put forward by people to appreciate that first of all. Yeah. But you guys go ahead. I'm, I'm too much of talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not off topic. It's it's true though. Like I think I am much more pessimistic about this. I think uh, just I don't think people care. Mm. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't have, yeah, they don't have the time. I think, and then they don't mm. also when they have it. So the mentality of that, yeah. of Indians is that. Good, good. The mentality of uh, Indians is that uh, films are only for entertainment. Yeah. Mm. You go there, you watch anything. Someone lifting a bike with their own, either watch with one mm. hand. You just go there, you have laughs, and mm. then you come. Yeah. You eat popcorn. That's it. That's film for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not an art form, basically. It's yeah. Just like entertainment. Yeah. No, because but you know, even do. even Mani Ratna makes entertainment. Right. Yeah. All I'm trying to say is entertainment can be done well. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. I mean, we. मतलब I mean, whoever is going to make a masala film, make a good masala film, and we'll all enjoy yeah. it. Nobody yeah. is there to diss anything. We are all like, at least all of us are there to enjoy films, even though we disagree with a lot of things. But if a film entertains you in any way possible. Yeah. Like even if like, uh, but do it well of, though, right? Yeah, yeah do I, it well. That's the, the pro- problem. Is I think the entertainment mm-hmm. films nowadays kind of masquerade themselves as like masala films, but are actually very lazy films. Like they don't actually yeah. know how to sort of create character movement development. Like all that is kind of thrown out of the window. It's just like we'll because we are popular films, we'll just do it because. We can kind of. Like they that. won't consider those things while writing anything about while writing a screenplay. I think so. Yeah. 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 Good. Character I mean, so, development. I don't think they have their in that in mind. Actually, actually, and like to be very honest, to be very honest, I'm sorry for interrupting. And then end it. Yeah. I'm sorry for interrupting, but there is also the fact mm-hmm. that the making of a film has degraded in a sense, mm-hmm. like how. It is supposed to be done in sort of an organic way. It's an art form, right? You, all of, and it's not like an individual art form, like it's a dance or a singing art form, right? It's yep. like a lot of people who combine to get to make something, right? And yep. for a, a lot of them, it's it's a job as well. But what you're actually going to do isn't supposed to be mechanical. It is supposed to be something. All of us are getting combined to make something good. I mean, you have to give in your heart and soul, and everything has to be done in a way. But yeah. the making of it has also become sort of so mechanical, like it's people pleasing more than, you know, I don't know how to describe what I'm trying to say. No, uh, no, it's what you what you may what you are saying makes sense yeah. in that sense. Though. Like it's just uh, uh, people pleasing almost, right? It's just the sense that uh, you want to appeal to like the largest amount of uh, largest amount of people. In, Even in, people in who opinion. are working, you are working in your film. You want to please them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you guys can say 
नहीं नहीं आई मीन आई थिंक वी मोर देन मोर ऑल लेस काइंड ऑफ लाइक आई थिंक इट्स स्ट्रांगली लिंकड विद व्हाटएवर वी वर टॉकिंग अबाउट बिफोर इन द लास्ट क्वेश्चन आई थिंक जस्ट द फैक्ट दैट दैट इट्स द पीपल वांट आई थिंक पीपल नीड टू आल्सो स्टार्ट टेकिंग इट ऑन देमसेल्व्स आई थिंक दिस होल culture of being like the makers themselves are bad it's it's not mm. like a one way street you also consume a certain exactly. art form right exactly. like why exactly. yeah. see uh, again i hate like this this movies kind of become like a punching bag for us this year but like shesha is like a very uh, prototypical example i think right because exactly yeah. that's the sort of prototypical example i think which kind of uh, proves what <laughs> the public wants and like what what is produced i think it's a social uh, experiment only in a way it is so i mean for us it is because we don't like yeah. it but, but 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 i guess yeah it, it's that i think we've covered it in a lot of uh, episodes before also so there's yeah. no like point in sort of beating a dead horse uh, sort of like that uh, anyways so next question should i move on to yeah, yeah, yeah. anyone has any anything else Simon, to add do you want to say something more No, okay. I, I I will just completely bash this mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> so the next uh, question is from Kino. Dot Irony. How does one judge the editing and cinematography of a film? Take take it away the technical person first, uh, which is no no no. You guys go first. You guys go first. It's okay. like that it, it is not noticeable but in yeah. many films editing is the hardest part for me to like yeah. really talk about editing is beyond my image i see many people like commenting that editing is bad i'm like how how hmm. did you judge the editing <laughs> yeah. like, uh, the shot is slow uh, yeah oh as in the worst we we discussed the worst criticism i've ever heard is the movie is slow i don't oh, i just yeah, yeah, don't yeah. like get it <laughs> that is not a criticism on this podcast you established yeah. that that is not a criticism yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. cinematography is basically how the how the film the cinematography con- contributes if it has any significance to the film yeah then the cinematography is very good like for yeah. example like in many films they have symbolism inserted mm-hmm. in the cinematography yeah there's a recent film in, also in which has a lot of symbolism Anyway, so, so, go sorry. Go go ahead, Simon. Simon, I was just uh, taking another pot shot at another film uh, uh, we discussed. <laughs> go ahead. Uh-huh. The Nomadland. Like in, in, yeah. in Nomadland, the cinematography contributed to the uh, lot of aesthetics of the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were yeah. nomads. They were living in the outskirts of America, far from yeah. the city. Yeah. Barren land. Like how the yeah. guys are also alone. Mm-hmm. 
no 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 i i think uh, honestly the best way to judge cinematography for me is turn the volume off and look mm. at the film and how it moves uh, mm-hmm. so like each silent films of course is an option yeah, uh, yeah. just watch those and again in those though you remove the orchestral score entirely just watch them like as silent films and i yeah, think you yeah. just realize much more how a close up works how like you know where the camera is moving how much impact there mm. is in like holding it for this long i mean holding it for this long is editing but never mind cinematography mm. is a lot to do with i think just uh, what simon said about like you know it i think the best kind of cinematography works when it's in conjunction or in disruption with the with what the story of film is about like just having mm. a shot of like a landscape which is like beautiful i don't think doesn't mean it's well it's well mm. shot it's yeah. like you know cinematography needs to immerse you on its own also right like some of my favorite mm-hmm. cinematography is from swen nyquist for uh, yeah. ingmar bergman uh, photographer yeah. 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 like yeah. i think the powerful nature of them isn't like landscape cinematography it's to do with the face and how he like puts mm. the face front and center and you know like that and the face angle. becomes the landscape exactly and it's like how close does the camera need to go for that how much does it need to swing in some ways which is i think which also is and because in film like you know cinematography and editing is so linked also right yeah uh, mm-hmm. because the common criticism nowadays with action films is that the quick cutting and sort of camera mm-hmm. sort of jerky and everything right that's a yeah, yeah. very common criticism i think which is there and i think what is sort of becoming and the other extreme is the long oneer which has become another sort of gimmick mm-hmm. uh, of late but mm-hmm. it's the same thing of like editing needs to uh, for me at least for me it's a sense of rhythm pacing uh, mm. in the sense that you know some films will require a faster cut you know i think there's like there's a joy in watching films which sort of know how to move in a certain way and mm. i think you all of it will i think you'll judge it better i think if you see a lot of stuff i think we'll basically Actually, in some yeah, way yeah. transitioning to world cinema in general but like uh if you watch different styles of film you'll realize what editing can do in like different contexts and i think that's how mm. you judge it rather than sort of you know you can't judge mm. it just in isolation firstly and then it, yep. you have to like if you know what slow cinema is right if you know mm. what uh, dynamic sort of kinetic filmmaking or kinetic ed- editing is if you know mm. two extremes of it then you you'll also start to notice how classical editing works how does it mm. like you know uh, what's it breaking the 180 degree line and like how people or like uh, mm. other filmmakers yeah. use it to sort of uh, create disruptions and all that we have i have examples mm. of this later I'll, in in another episode i will share uh but <laughs> but go ahead sanjeev you what do you think you're yeah. the technical dude right you are no, the cinematographer here so no but I, i think the best part to judge a film uh in terms of its cinematography and editing is look looking at it very contextually yeah 
the best part the best way to judge it um yeah. and now particularly with cinematography of how we've been like like how people have made it how mm-hmm. we perceive cinematographies if it looks good right which yeah. is i think the worst way to look at it even like the yeah. even if you look like, like at a safdi movie right mm. that is probably has one of the best cinematography i've seen in my life like yeah. uncut gems and uh, um good time, good time. even yeah. their first film daddy long legs it look they look grungy they look grainy they look they're yeah. shot with long lenses and like shot from far away but they look beautiful to me mm. purely because i i the, the film's context is such mm. that it, it it just pulls you in first of yeah. all like they don't have to function separately like you know mm. there's this thing which dibakar banerji said uh, in an interview um so he was he was watching the cut of his uh, film uh, detective bomkesh bakshi and uh, a couple of uh, people in the screening the test screening they were like oh we love this shot hmm. and he immediately went and removed those shots he's like if they're checking out those shots particularly yeah. then they're out of that experience got it which is yeah. which makes so much sense right because none of editing uh, neither editing or cinematography should function separately they should function yeah. for uh, the film Yeah. I mean, they can function separately. I think if the filmmaker deliberately wants to, intends to, to be the sure. yeah, 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 intends to. But because even Persona from again Bergman, mm-hmm. the Bergman episode, uh-huh. uh, Persona has a very clear instance in which the there's a disruption in the film and he makes it very clear. So like all that is working. I think all that is very intentional. Honestly, mm-hmm. if you want to watch like stylistic innovation, so that you realize what. how normal editing and all that works i would mm. come believe i'm saying i suggest this but jean luc godard's uh <laughs> the image book is mm. the most weird thing uh i've seen and it like completely disobeys the rules of uh yeah conventional filmmaking so i think it, i think those kind of give you an idea of uh, of what something like this can be uh, yeah, of yeah. what conventional stuff also can be so i think yeah it makes sense yeah, yeah also yeah. I, i also have a point so, yeah yeah oh, simon you go ahead now it's okay yeah mm, like cinematography wise i want to say one thing how yeah. south sian assassin just discuss this i i can't believe like the whole film was wasted it, it was two hours something film it yeah. could have been one hour film Yeah. It wasted so much time in looking at pretty shots over the lake and <laughs> something absurd. I was like, uh, "Come on, move the camera forward, do something." Yeah. I'm not. Uh, I want something from this film. I, yeah. I I took at least a uh, at least seven days to complete the film. It was so tired. Oh my god. <laughs> I, That's good. Yeah. Like even Turin Horse was good. Like I mm. wasn't feeling tired. I was doing yeah. not like uh, without even sleeping or dozing off. Yeah, it it was it it was the easy watch, but assassin. Yeah, e- even being that Vujia film or action. Yeah, some some version of a Vujia film. Because Vujia, me to is proper action. This is like still you said right. It's just like it doesn't move. So like yeah. it's basically the opposite of it. I've not seen mm. the assassin, but. Uh, but yeah, even that's a mm. great example. The Bellator thing. I mean, I've only seen one Bellator. Mm-hmm. right mm. I, i'm not the biggest 
fan of it but i completely understand the intention of the slow cinema and like the whole yeah you know the longer takes and like you know everything mm. not moving it fits contextually also with the film whatever it's yeah. trying to say so i get mm. it yeah. right so i i don't know about the i can't think of an example in which a film does it very weirdly or something i'm either yeah. forgetting or something go ahead sanjit you were you wanted to you were itching to talk about cinema no no i'm not itching i'm just, I'm just saying in general like if yeah. if a film like i was talking particular to like editing as well as well. yeah um like one of the most bizarre films one of uh, one that best editing award in the at the academy awards <laughs> couple of years back uh, which was bohemian rhapsody right yeah. and it was personally that... i feel now since it it has like that much credibility as an award now was one of the worst edited films i have ever seen in my life Yeah, like genuinely. Apart from Rani Malik, what was yeah. good in that film? Nothing. From... Nothing. Nothing. And even though I like Queen, I cannot appreciate that movie. Yeah. I cannot. I get Because... that his acting was good and everything, but yeah, yeah, what yeah. about editing? Yeah. Why Probably editing? one of the. And you know what? And it's it was like even though at that point I must have not known as much about editing as much as I know now. Hmm. I was looking looking at the movie and the film was constantly cutting uh, yep. in between like characters want to cut 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 and I was like why just stop just stop because it was so irritating because I couldn't set my eyes on one character and listen to him before yeah. it I was settling in they'll cut to something else and then they'll cut to something else it was and very much on the nose Yeah, yeah, and I don't mind like quick editing. Adam McKay does it, hmm. like the classic. Yeah, I mean, the mm-hmm. extreme of it is Beham, right? Beham, yeah, yeah, yeah. I but even which you don't mind, so yeah, exactly. Not the new. I mind the newer ones, but the older ones I really enjoy, like the older. The new editing. one I heard is like absolutely like a drugged up someone like took a camera and like made it. Oh, six underground. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would it's cut like anything like it's like whatever Adam McKay know. in that big short film right yeah Adam yeah yeah. yeah yeah I yeah. love that film love yeah, yeah, yeah so I mean you know how frantically he cuts between yes, yes. between mm. things and people you've seen that style being replicated in shows like Succession also now mm. right yeah which is like that uh, that camera just like punches zooms. into like one character yeah, yeah zooms mm. like it's like crash zooms almost yeah, yeah and yeah. it cuts to and see that that is where editing also works like sometimes it will cut to some characters hands who are like he's like sweating yeah so i mean it all fits well if you do it well but if it's not done yeah. well you like i mean now, this this film yeah this year sardar udham like that sardar whole udham. scene yeah, that whole, yeah 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 like if you are taking that whole scene uh, of like the massacre and like first yeah, you yeah. extend it like that right it's like a repetition wahan pe editing cinematography all of it comes also right you you're just yeah, like yeah, watching yeah. something repeat itself so many times and it's and you're you don't get, I, i told you like the one thing i got from that scene is never a reverse shot of one thing i expected to get a yeah, reverse yeah. shot of like i yeah, yeah, yeah. was like 100% he's going to cut to one person's dead body the banita yeah. sandhu's character yeah and i was like the absence of that made the scene for me like i was just so impressed yeah, 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 by yeah. someone not employing that close mm. up or like that so it's mm. like that sort of you know uh, that's why cinematography editing also like defines a scene i think absolutely yeah. Yeah. someone you were saying something you wanted no, to say no. something okay. no. yeah but even like should... props yeah. to shujit sarkar props to shujit sarkar yes 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 obviously yeah. mm-hmm. 
who was grateful uh, to listen to our episode of it <laughs> <laughs> no but even if you see piku which i have i think mentioned it to you before as well yeah to me it is one of the best edited films in yeah i never scene. understood that <laughs> because the i mean uh, to me it's like how it how the energy keeps on flowing got it okay and and um another thing which like i'll just name a couple of films where i've loved the editing even though they've been a part of the whole world um one is um manto uh nandita oh, you like the editing in manto yeah 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 okay uh, purely because how it flows and how it distorts the line i mean okay. there's a lot of good acting involved there's a lot of fluid camera work but how it it knows when it should edit when it okay. should cut to Probably another person other person we watch it then cuz i yeah, i have a problem definitely. with the, i always thought it was much choppier in terms no, of no, no. movement I, I, between past present everything so amongst hindi films in the last whatever yeah. years manto piku and uh, uh udham singh have been probably my favorite edited films uh, i've mm-hmm. seen uh, mm-hmm. and in in uh, there's another tamil movie called uh, periyarum perumal so mm-hmm. uh, this director mari selvaraj he's okay. i i really like him mm-hmm. and yeah. he's made this movie called karnan as well very recently uh, mm-hmm. which is something i love as well so yeah. he also employs this style of fast cutting <laughs> which yeah. i feel contributes to uh, this thing called the 360 view of the of the world view which i mean he keeps on cutting frantically but what it does to me is i know the world inside out now i know mm-hmm. what is at the corner of this at the end of the street okay yeah but does it register like you but it you registers you... because it it cuts in so properly i know okay it's not so it's like it's a very methodical cutting of like it's everything. a methodical cutting that's the right okay. way to put it okay. so i love even vetri maran sort of tries to do the same thing i mean check out yeah. their films if you haven't yeah uh, but i love how they edit because sometimes mm-hmm. what it does is it makes it even sarpatta parambara in the very recent mm-hmm. which came out which is by paranjit mm-hmm. it somehow makes it very very uh, tangible for me because i feel i i am a part of this world after a point so, yeah yeah i mean that's about editing yeah um, if if i have to um, mm-hmm. give my favorite films edited films it yeah, has yeah, to yeah. be i i spoke about it in the beginning easy rider i can't get over this film Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's one scene where they where they consume uh, LSD inside a cemetery. Yeah. yeah. That that scene is probably the best example of how not to take drugs. <laughs> the way the way it's it's shot is very haunting. They, they, they are getting they are getting panic attacks, and it was room. It, it, it it's a fact that they consume drugs, real drugs in that film. Mm-hmm. That is Hopper and Peter Fonda. Yeah. So, I mean, so, yeah, that was the. Also, Hopper having... though is infamous for a lot of other movies. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so that that scene has the frantic cut that uh, you were talking. Sanjeev, we are Sanjeev was talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> very frantic cut. Like uh, yep. the camera won't settle. It, it cuts yep. to one scene uh, from Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper laughing. Then again. In in inside a second, like it will cut to Peter Fonda crying. It's mm. very frantic, and the whole scene becomes a nightmare yeah. to witness. Mm. Like they are breaking down, and yeah. also that uh, future foreshadowing thing also happening. Like what would happen mm. in future? There there is a bike fallen. Their bike has been fallen. Their bodies are lying. Mm. Something would happen in the at last, but it was no, foreshadowed foreshadowed at the beginning. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I mean, that uh, I think it's just uh, if someone wants to like know what how good like fast cutting is done, then montage or whatever that uh, Soviet montage, right? Soviet montage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, man yeah. with the movie that camera. Is is man with the movie camera. Of, yeah, I was going to yeah, say the same. Yeah, yeah. Put off. That's that sequence. Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, uh, if you want to take how it inspired the right kind of directors. I mean, see, uh, also this is another one of my things. I. I feel if you want to be a good director, you have to be a very good editor. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. good if you are if you like the good directors know how, in the know how to edit. Like they have to be good at editing. Yeah, yeah they, I mean, whole pacing rhythm of it all. all exactly, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, look at De Palma, man. Like he's like the master. Like after like the true blue successor of Hitchcock in every way possible, yeah. and he knows how to edit. He yeah. knows because like he tr- he did the same. Uh, step sequence in uh, in his other movie called uh, uh, the untouchables mm-hmm. uh, with um, who's that guy the the i forgot his name what a world oh kevin uh, costner kevin costner is there in it there's yeah. sean connery in it and that sequence is masterful and then i yeah. went and watched potom kane as well which i was like oh yeah, yeah. obviously but yeah uh, okay yeah, before we move on to another question i, I was i was blown away by that actually potom kane yeah 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 Before we move on to another, that, that I just wanted was, to hmm, say, yeah. Roger Deakins is not the only cinematographer. <laughs> <laughs> I no, think everyone, no, no. but I think everyone <laughs> kind of kind of craved for him to win the Oscar, and now everyone's kind of like, okay, now moving on to like, because it wasn't there a phase where everyone was obsessed with Chivo? Uh, oh the, yeah, until he uh, won it for Revenant. Post that, he was won three, uh, three on the row. Yeah, yeah. And none of them for a Terence Malick film. Shocking. <laughs> Out Tree of Life didn't won a one exactly won they, yeah they it won, won nothing. nothing it was such such a great who won that year though oh uh, that Hugo, was the two thousand twelve eleven eleven twelve right eleven? I forgot Hugo won yeah. I think for best cinematography which who? one Hugo Hugo oh Martin's worth it worth it yeah 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 hey sir you relax Bob Richardson they created a whole new language together uh, Malik and Chivo. With with Array, their I films mean, uh, or collaborations, no, no denying, no denying. The Jessica Chastain when she Robert goes Jackson. to heaven, yeah, yeah, the camera yeah. focuses the, from behind. That yeah. that sequence outshines any film nominated that year. I am yeah, surprised. Robert Jackson is is really good, yar. But 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 I'm I'm just making a case for my man. <laughs> like not my man is not Chivo. My man is a uh, Terence. Anyway, he thankful I'm not talking about RGV Dutch angles. <laughs> or whatever he thinks Dutch angles are. <laughs> Weird camera placement. Uh, some other place only <laughs> places the camera under under someone's crotch inside someone's <laughs> cup of tea. Jesus Christ! But <laughs> uh, see, sometimes a lot of that like there was a film recently I forgot, but they, that had like weird. Camera placements or somewhere, but I was like, that's interesting. At least weird camera placements are like, like you know, if the film is boring, at least camera placements can like wake you up <laughs> from a boring yeah. film sometimes. But like, yeah, mm, uh, sure. if if something is badly edited, I think that's hard to salvage. Uh, yeah, 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 sometimes, right? Yeah, um, yeah. The last film I yeah. want to talk about this. Has anyone ahead. seen Daisies here? Daisies. No, uh, I have so no. So Vera Kitlova film, like it, it's about two girls uh, causing rampage in the Czech press in the Czech society. Uh, okay. They uh, 
they bribe uh, they kind of uh, honey trap males wealthy males and they take all their cash and they rent a hotel they play with food items and everything yeah, yeah. that film also has like bonkers editing Got one it. scene is there where they, they are lying in the table and the yeah. chandelier is falling over them is gradually yeah. falling then it cuts to a atomic bomb blast oh, okay <laughs> oh wow this, so this is daisies daisies so the editing oh. is much more like montage inspired than that way like just yes, yes, for yes. different it, stuff like much, that. Uh, sometimes it it will feel very amateurish because yeah. you you can see in some scenes like only the head is moving around there is yeah. a body scene mm. okay. only the head is moving around yeah is it the really? 1966 yeah. movie yes mera key 1966 movie yeah titilo okay got it so that is a very good Maybe recommendation for us Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about. I mean, that. I'm keeping a note of what all recommendations are there, right? So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have letter. I have crazy. made a note about that. What recommendations I will give? But no, yeah. I, we have uh, also <laughs> made a note of whatever <laughs> movies you tell us because the, it's like a never-ending list because you watched like yep. all kinds of stuff, which is yep. a good thing. Uh, anyways, so the next. I don't know how long this question is. Yeah, I'm just going to try and do justice to what this guy is trying to say. Yeah, uh, cinema dot mm. viz. So I've been mm. reading right. Just the pretentiousness of some critics that give a meaning to random clips put together. Does it ever occur to you that few of them are just random stuff that doesn't really have a meaning? And after mm. that, there's uh, wait, and they just go with the most popular fan theory anyone has made around their work. Sometimes it feels like the avant-garde directors are just effing around without any clear. I, I don't know what to answer as a question. I don't think there's a question here, but I guess it's the an opinion thing, basically. It's like yeah, an but opinion. It, I guess it raises the question of like our critics kind of just. so into sort of <laughs> the avant yeah yeah our critics pretentious i would say yeah i think so i mean i i can say i am fairly pretentious sometimes <laughs> but like uh and i'm not a critic but i want to be one but but i think pretentiousness just comes from i always think like i like the thing that's pretentious to me is when i can clearly see what the person is trying to do or like trying to say yeah. but mm-hmm. but it's actually never as clear to them themselves mm. how much or what they're trying mm. to say like that, that's pretentiousness for me not like like the image like it doesn't matter if it's a normal image and the critic can take out some meaning out of it i think like mm. if a director makes something whatever throw away right uh but i see it and i think there's something of value in it i think yeah. it's a fair thing to put out my opinion uh, about it but that's what uh, critics do actually yeah. they, if they understand something they will enlighten the public exactly and if you and don't understand that your problem sorry 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 yeah. go ahead yaar i'm we've been interrupting sorry no no nahi but i think understanding like if you can understand it and articulate it properly i think it's fine it doesn't matter yes. if the other person agrees with that interpretation or not mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. That, i uh, think absolutely. getting for, getting yes. worked up about all this is a bit like it, it doesn't make a difference like it, mm. avant-garde stuff see the thing is if some critic won't come and interpret it no one will watch the avant-garde stuff like at least exactly. give them the sort of uh, yeah 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 they'll take out the meaning that's why you're getting pissed and leave it <laughs> that's why they are called avant-garde because they are yeah. um, they are separated from the mainstream 
ways yeah, of yeah, filmmaking. Yeah. That's yeah, why yeah. the they are the filmmakers' intention is to make something random and yeah. make sense out of it. John Luke Godard. They are there to interpret. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, listen, I, exactly. Like I, I can see something which is made by like John Luke Godard, who's become kind of mad right mm-hmm. now. Like he's become crazier as the years have gone by. Smoking yeah, cigars everywhere. I mean, good for uh, to be honest, good for me because I don't like I. I think as far as he goes away from narrative, I kind of like him more. Uh, but <laughs> no, but the other other guy is uh, Peter Chekarevsky. I don't know how to pronounce the second name, but he's made two films which I absolutely love. Right. It's mm. called Dreamwork and Outer Space, uh, which I've seen. Both of them were on movie or are on movie. So yeah. sponsors. Uh, and uh, so the point is more to do with the fact that I can find meaning in them depending on how much I know about cinema or how much I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. I just think the pretentious claim is so baseless. It's mm. just like too easy a word to just throw around. I think it's it's also like yeah. that way. So. But you were saying something, Sanjeev, which I, I about no. like contesting it. No, no, no. What I've been uh, so here's what I think. Most of the things that critics sort of interpret, right? Yeah. And uh, it's it's more like sometimes we as an audience, staying from a little far away, uh, not being a critic, not being a maker, we think the critic is being uh, pretentious, right? Uh, by interpreting certain things. Yeah. But some of those certain things are actually not accidental. Yeah. They are put in by those filmmakers. I mean, there's a lot of thought that goes into putting yeah. a sound in a scene. Like um, very recently, I was just like, like look at Goodfellas, for example. Uh, hmm. The scene where um, this guy, um, Henry Hill, goes and beats up that guy when uh, Lauren Brocco's character asks tells him that guy was like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. harassing me or whatever. He just goes and just isolate that scene now completely, yep. completely. And watch the scene from the beginning till the end. And mm-hmm. just listen to the sound. Yeah. Just listen to the sound. Uh, you will see, you know how it's, it's all done. Everything is intentional. Everything is intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the background, you there are all suburb sounds. What all suburb sounds do you associate with? It's silent. There must be dogs barking. Um, yeah. Someone is mowing their grass and everything. And just listen to it. Hmm. There's a parallel story going on in the background. Yeah, It's so well done. And yeah. everything is intentional. This cannot be accidental. Someone in the sound design studio was sitting. Yeah. Thought, okay, how do I make it more interesting? How do... Yeah. Because suburbs, you relate to it as more peaceful, right? And here's this yeah. guy... Who's who goes and beats the other guy with his gun? Yep. It makes it more threatening. It makes it more dreadful in hmm. a way. So yep. all of this is intentional. This is not someone. If someone yep. is sitting there and interpreting all of this, it's not being pretentious because this was all intentional. Like the director is an insane to do all this metaphorical yep. things. He knows what he is doing. Yeah, so yeah. There yeah. must I mean, be something behind that. I yeah, 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 yeah. think if it's accidental also, it's fine if the person interprets it any way they want. Like, exactly. I don't think there's a problem with it. I think hmm. it, what sometimes happens is like filmmakers don't realize, but they produce meaning or like they produce exactly. bad meaning. And right? That is probably the best part about filmmaking because some yeah. things happen by accident. Yeah. And they're probably the best part about the film. I mean, I don't know if people are aware of like I'm pretty sure they're aware, but I don't know if they've seen Room 237 on The Shining. The documentary where, where people oh, okay, have like okay, opinions yeah. about The Shining. People like yeah. interpret Shining as like 
uh, allegory about the native yeah, Indian yeah. land and like about mm-hmm. uh, Stanley Kubrick faking the moon landing. <laughs> it's absurd, some of it, right? But, but it's it, like it makes it so interesting, least. also. Yeah, 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 funny, interesting. interesting it's, it's almost funny in some cases. Like someone says that they can see the head of Stanley Kubrick on like the clouds in the sky. I'm like, really? You That's can stupid. see that? Yeah. But even yeah. with like Eyes Wide Shut or Clockwork Orange or 2001, every yeah, film I mean, is open to so much that, interpretation. And I mean, some of the stupid stuff, you're just like, of course you can't. It's whatever. But like, hmm. if you're talking about like, you know, if it's about him faking the moon Apollo landings or whatever, but they have like, yeah. they got some evidence to back it up. I'm like, oh, fair enough. Like, I mean, go for it. Like, go for it doesn't like make your interpretation. I have no problem with it. It's a bit absurd, but sure. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just not to get worked up about it. I think it's the best. Yeah, working up, don't get worked up about things. Yeah, allow opinions to a, exist, right? Allow yeah, opinions de- to exist. Destructive way of uh, looking at things. But yeah, yeah. go ahead. Especially from a criticism point of view, I think, yeah. Uh, anyways, so the next... Uh, next uh, next question we have is, other than Danish, there's no name here, right? So other than uh, Danish dogmatism rules, are there ways still a movie can be made without superficial tools? Mm. So, so for people who don't know like how dogma films were made yeah. Yes. yeah 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 first like explain what dogma films are to listeners so yeah. that they have an understanding you go sanjeet what are you saying explain I've... i mean so for, i have not seen a lot of dogma movies from the 90s yeah. and whatever last one i've seen perfect human which last one trier did like the five things that he wanted to do like with the jorgen uh, uh, jorgen leth right if i'm not wrong uh, it was a ch- Challenged amongst them to make films with obstructions and everything. The five right? obstructions is the film, right? Also something. Yeah. Five obstructions. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The um, so I mean, you don't have to have like certain things. I mean, there are like a set of rules in Dogma ninety five. You only have to go handheld. You have to shoot in three. Manifesto only. It is. It's like. Ah, a it's manifesto. a manifesto. It's a manifesto. Yeah, I don't remember the rules. There are ten rules. Simon knows it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Go ahead, Simon. Do you know like the specific? I don't think we need to go through all the ten. No, no, no. But just give like an idea of what they were. Yeah. Um. So like, dog may have. Let me go very back, like very from the start. Yeah. Because one okay. Sunday afternoon, they were large bunch and winter winter bird. They were yeah. just enjoying whiskey, and they were like. Uh, Let's do one thing. Let's start a film movement yeah. where we strip down everything that's available to a filmmaker, yeah. from mm. a digit, from a good camera quality to sound design. Everything mm. we just strip it down and just keep it simple, like the purest form of filmmaking they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like you can't uh, add any extra extra light. You can't name yourself. You can't credit yourself as a director directed by. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then your film must be made now like it can't be a period film period film or a space fiction it can't be like that and it 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 will only be a drama like only characters talking yeah. mm. can't be a romantic film can't be a gang uh, uh, mafia film nothing it would just be a simple drama where people are just talking but mm. the irony is nobody made Nobody followed all these things. I was about Nobody to say. <laughs> I, I was about to say. Have followed. you seen Lars von Trier films? Lars von Trier made, I think, one or two dogma films. Yeah. Winterberg made one, 
and yeah. other than it yeah. was by Suzanne Beer one. Yeah. Uh, Harmony Corinne made one, and like that. Yeah. Harmony so, Corinne made. Uh... Julian Donkey Boy. Oh, that was a documentary. That's yeah, trash cinema, no? Whatever it's called, like oh, that's another. Yeah, movie. yeah. That's another that thing. Yeah. Harmony Corinne's uh, uh, private land. What what he does in his films. That's yeah. Trash. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, beach bum. Uh, also, yeah. he wrote that Larry Clark film, Kids. Yeah, I've not seen. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Wow. Very torture. Very understandable uh, that uh, how many Korean wrote it. Uh, <laughs> so but, yeah, um, according to the question, other than Danish dogmatism rules, are there ways still a movie can be made without superficial tools? Do you know? I am. Well, they. Uh, they made before that before dogmatism yeah. there, there was uh, direct cinema which okay. had no such uh, no such use of superficial elements yeah but Then but can you also dance. define uh, what are superficial elements superficial like... elements like adding adding background score in a film yeah. okay okay that okay, makes, okay that that makes it superficial in a point if if, if you have seen fashion mm. uh, by winterberg that was like it had sound uh, it has camera angles from very bizarre point of view yeah and then uh, it, it was kind of candid very much very much intimate with the viewers and the director yeah it was very much close and raw yeah. that's basically now we don't see danish films like that they are much mm. become, they have become much more polished mm. so that's basically what uh, winterberg and wonchier uh, didn't wanted the film to be Hmm. I mean, they uh, probably would... succeeded con- considering a couple of them look like absolute trash, like in in terms of aesthetics. <laughs> uh, yes, they are like two forty pixel films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing. Even <laughs> like some films which are great from like uh, Lars von Trier look absolutely terrible now. Like Dancer oh, in the Dark. He has a like, film. Uh, oh, Dancer in the Dark. Yeah. Yeah. Idiots look absolutely worse. The yeah. picture quality. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, there yeah. were uh, before that there were two with uh, film movement, no way cinema and direct cinema. They were mm-hmm. like pretty much stripped of every artificial elements in a film. Mm-hmm. No way was by Jim Jarmusch. Mm-hmm. He was one of them. He made Strangers and Paradise, I think. Mm-hmm. So the no way film. Mm-hmm. So by these two methods, uh, they were making uh, films without superficial yeah. tools. Yeah. Yeah, no, but but this, uh, I mean, the main one is this. No, I think the Soviets. They had a manifesto also. Yeah, Montage. I think so. Hmm. Montage, yes, yes. yeah. Yeah, Montage also had a manifesto. Yeah, yeah. They had like a proper manifesto and everything. So mm-hmm. they were to just like everything is edit. Like cinema equals editing, nothing else, which is mm-hmm. a bit of a reductive way to look at things. I think, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, they they were the first ones. I think. the what i've realized honestly with the, all this is uh, is that the whole uh, people create movements in cinemas if they have these types of beliefs so like if they have like these strong opinions right mm-hmm. about stuff that's how you i guess create something revolutionary like as someone who's like looking in looking at it from the outside i find mm-hmm. a lot of them a bit too much like like mm-hmm. cinema equals editing i think is absolutely not true cinema is a lot of editing or like whatever is a lot dependent mm-hmm. on it it's fine but equal is like a different thing um so i think but but i think all these things are like 
are are integral in understanding cinema more than like you know films right now nowadays can actually maybe do with something like it in a weird way like mm-hmm. a movement in which you know someone is so like slow cinema in, in some senses is that like it's you know mm-hmm. the the lack of cutting or like whatever to to make time sort of stay uh, on the screen or something like that like i i would think stuff like that is uh, is maybe mm-hmm. there to to innovate and like renovate cinema if that makes sense uh, mm-hmm. yeah that yeah. that's about it moving on moving on okay uh moving on is 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 yes i matus boy asks do you think that after do you think after the digital revolution we will lead to the indian cinema wave indian new indian new wave in cinema yeah yeah okay. in short no <laughs> in long you guys answer <laughs> <laughs> no but right. it's true though i think no is the is the correct answer. yeah yeah, yeah. we have good films coming out but it's yeah. very far from like a cinema a film movement that yeah. captured yeah, the whole yeah, yeah 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 we have i guess three filmmakers if i can pinpoint chaitanya hmm. tamane lijo jose pelestri and aditya vikram sen gupta these three oh yeah 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 absolutely agree yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. like too sparse no i mean we had discussed this before where like decipher too sporadic yeah yeah even though it is on netflix right mm. even jonaki is on netflix i think yes jonaki is on netflix yeah, yeah. yes and yes. Uh, asha jaur majhe is on prime mm. but how many people yeah. have watched it that's yeah, exactly. yeah so no but but then also it's it's a fact right all the corporates have sort of entered the ott space now so it's them guiding again mm. the space uh, yeah. there was another news that mike lee was been finding i saw the fund for it That Mike, is why I go to yeah, cinema to watch movies. Mike Lee has all my love. Obviously, I can't give him money, but he has my love. I love him. Uh, he can crowdfund it like how Rajat Kapoor did it. Probably, yeah. Oh, no, but he probably wants to make some historical epic. Eh? He's a lot of historical epics for some reason. Uh, should just stick to like people and drama. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but. <laughs> the yeah. next question the second last question is from axsh dot underscore zero four oh he's okay I he's the all about cinema on Instagram yes yes, yes I know him I right know him. yeah okay yeah. so this uh, is apart from the bong cinephile what are your favorite music albums of all time essentially <laughs> take over. go ahead you musical file. <laughs> I don't know what valid is. I have honestly my music expertise is was li- uh, now so I don't listen in general except for soundtrack like film soundtracks. Oh yeah, see, uh, more soundtracks I listen to a lot. I don't listen to music outside of that. Uh, Let's recommend film soundtrack. Film soundtrack. No, I was saying before that I anything by Johnny Greenwood. So <laughs> now I don't. But like earlier, I used to listen to. But what tell me now? Film soundtracks. I I listen to uh, Daniel Hart's. uh soundtrack for a lot of things things mm-hmm. so uh anything he's made actually like the green knight i think has a great soundtrack i think uh mm-hmm. what's the other one a ghost story has one of my favorite soundtracks yeah uh hans zimmer is an obvious one but i think the one one uh one track of his that i love is from the thin red line uh journey mm-hmm. to the line it's called it's fantastic It's used in the X Men trailer, apparently, or of Days of Future Past. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
okay my so i've heard like a couple of indie artists only like not not i don't know if they are indie anymore i don't know hmm. but do you know about lefafa and peter catacording company i think they are pretty hmm. famous now like when i used to listen to them they were pretty obscure at the time mm-hmm. so i think i love their lefafa's new album which is revolution kya what is revolution 2020 what something like that okay uh lovely songs i don't know if that's a very different style of music okay uh power 2020 sorry super power 2020 super power 2020 not revolution 2020 mm-hmm. but some of the tracks are really good uh, mm-hmm. like man ki baat acche din and all of that yeah. i mean i love that and even in prabdeep's uh, tabi if you if you heard if you like listening to like good rap like with good lyrics then probably try prabdeep and sorry we'll probably this is going to be a johnny greenwood year right so johnny johnny greenwood, greenwood, greenwood. yeah johnny greenwood yeah johnny greenwood sound track is great Bye. You wait till you also listen to the power of power the, the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, very excited. Yeah, yeah. Excited. I mean, I one of the tracks in you were never really here is always stuck in my head. The tree strings. Oh, I think, or tree, tree strings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's. I know, I know, I know. I think, it's always yeah. stuck with me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, But, like three yeah. soundtracks that I'm I'm very fond of. Yeah. Is first by uh, first of Pablo Larraín, Ima. Uh, yeah. by Nicholas Jar. I completely adore the soundtrack. That was the mm-hmm. only thing I liked in the film in the first one. That was the only thing I liked. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. because the soundtrack is like the backbone of the film. Like they dance, the soundtrack runs in the background. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I have this uh, uh, Derek Jarman film called mm-hmm. The Garden, scored okay. by Simon Fisher Turner. Okay. It's basically a symphony about life and death. Mm-hmm. you have this judas telling you credit cards like it's very absurd but yeah. it's very grounded tilda swinton okay. plays mother eve or something like that tilda swinton yeah. uh, it, it's a great film to watch again a very offbeat good recommendation film. yeah then the last is a very latest film i haven't seen the film yet but the soundtrack is brilliant which one district 13 uh okay. district 13 by jack audiard ऑडियंसिंग one of my favorite artists so i like this a lot like my favorite of this year yeah mm. i love nicolas brittel as well like and his beats could talk nicolas yeah. i am listening to him now i forgot uh, max richter is one of my favorites mm. max richter yeah yeah, yeah. even even yeah. Uh, uh, justin horwitz uh, first man yeah yeah I mean my personal favorite, but yeah, I knew all... my Ad Astra is Max Richter. <laughs> Ad Astra <laughs> is Max Richter. So yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. So there's our last question, uh, which I is know. about Guru, which is by Guru Simran underscore Sidhu sent a oh. question last time also. Yeah. Thank you, Guru Simran. Yes, what is one major thing you like about Mind Hunter, and can you suggest some more shows like it? Hmm. Simon hasn't seen Mind Hunter, right? No. So I mean, watch uh, it, Simon. It's fantastic. Through <laughs> okay. you, Dad. Let's take way more time. 
That's yeah. why I don't watch. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But this is one show that uh, you should really watch. Watch it slowly; it doesn't matter. But it's. Good. I watch Sharp Objects. Then my. Oh yeah, Sharp Objects is good. Mm. Very good. <laughs> I think Sharp Objects is um, like a good recommendation if you like Mindhunter. I feel. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. More psychological, more psychological, as in like more, more, more personal. I think. More, more, yeah. more subjective in that sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, but yeah, what do you think about Mind Hunter Sanjeet? I love that show easily amongst my top five. So what is the one but, uh, that you like about it? So I think the the best part is how Fincher directs. I mean, it's the probably the most immersive thing ever. Like, yeah. how do you make just two people talking so yeah. interesting? Yeah. And the thing is, uh, so I've after I watched Mind Hunter, I was all almost obsessing over it, and I saw the making and all of it. Yeah. And the lead actor, I don't know his name. Uh, yeah, I forgot. Lead actor in the first season, right? No, in both the seasons, the the same uh, guy. Second season is not he is not lead. I mean, the if you the the other uh, the younger yeah, guy, yeah. I, the I forgot his name completely. Yeah. Um, so uh, he was telling during before his audition, he was just instructed. Yeah. Uh, to read out his lines without using his eyebrows, without moving his eyebrows, and he was uh, he was like, "What is this bizarre thing that you're telling me to do?" And he's like, "He's the the person who was taking his audition, uh, the his casting agent." He was like, "Fincher doesn't like people moving their eyebrows while talking," and I was like, "Shit!" And I went back and checked out all these episodes, and none of them move their eyebrows. It's like just like simple straight talking. I'm just doing like a people can't see what I'm doing right now, but That's- it's like. But you know, it makes so much sense because whenever it's like just two people talking, 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 mm. and you get so immersed in whatever they're talking about, mm. and mm. suddenly something moves and you yeah. move with them, mm. and that is yeah. something very good Fincher yeah. does. Yeah. Like the whole, I mean, you must have seen how he moves his camera also amongst. Yeah, it's one time. of the videos now from uh, every. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of... Every every frame of painting, I okay. think so. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, the even not just the camera; it's the actors as well. Their movement is very. In उट शोज स्विचेस पर्सपेक्टिव इन फ्रॉम सीजन वन टू सीजन टू लाइक लाइक वॉट माई थिंग अबाउट प्रोफाइलिंग और बिगिनिंग So I think that's why I kind of like the second season more because it kind of same turns yeah. it around a little bit. You know, it's you know it's it complicates the whole uh, narrative. Even I don't want to spoil it because uh, Simon hasn't seen it. But but the perspective shift. No, you can. You can. No, 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 no. Let's you not. Can. Better, better not to. It's also because it has a great. Uh, whenever you decide to watch it, I think it's it's a it's a great change in perspective that happens in the second. Definitely. Season. Mm. Yeah. and yeah. Uh, and it frames a lot of characters very differently so i love that aspect of it yeah, yeah. Uh, and going along like similar lines a show like this uh true detective 
Yeah, True Detective is there, but I think that everyone has seen. No, trying to think of like other stuff that. Uh, I mean, it's I'm, not like this because this is not as humorous. This is pretty dead on, like serious mm-hmm. stuff. But uh, I think uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard to decide. Actually, there's nothing really. I, I've I've seen like there's nothing like it because it's like a direct descendant of of the film Zodiac. I feel. Yeah, yeah. Zodiac, but Zodiac. but but if I really had to, if I really had to pick something out, I've seen only one season of this show. Hmm. It's called The Hannibal. Hannibal. Okay, okay. I've not seen. I've seen only one season. I never like. I like it though, but I never just got myself to watch the second season again. Like. Uh, because i don't binge so i never started the second season so i've never but the first season i feel it may somehow fit in as a recommendation if you like my hunter so hannibal you can watch hmm. i don't know about anything else sharp objects also i feel you can definitely yeah it's a similar to, like not a similar tonality i think it's much more twisted in a sense sharp objects yeah yeah yeah, yeah but... it's more like more physical i feel i don't know yeah like they, i think a lot of things like my hunters not Uh, it's it is zodiac basically if you've seen zodiac mm, you know what yeah. it's about it's not about mm. the murders and everything that much it's more about mm, people yeah. trying to kind of understand stuff from it and their obsession mm. right mm. right so i don't think there's anything i'll just throw this recommendation because i love the show and not many people watched it so they cancelled <laughs> uh, uh it's called american vandal it's on netflix itself oh. I watched the first season. You only recommended to me. Yeah, I know. That that's one person, one other person who watched it. <laughs> Not many people watched it. Really so good. That, that's a very uh, interesting way. Like you know what I was talking about perspectives and how they switch perspectives mm. and yeah, so Bandle is a lot to do with switching genres and perspectives almost. It's like you know docu- documentaries are right. Docu- it's a documentary, but I think it goes into a direction which is much more serious than you think it is. Oh yeah, I for think. sure. at least for sure uh, i agree i agree which i think is is like the connective thing between these two otherwise there's no like connection as it so it's yeah, more like yeah. an investigation of me but it's questioning what the investigation does to the people themselves but it's fun it's really oh, fun it's very good american vandals and short just to tell people like it's like ah it's really short episodes 20 20 minutes 25 minutes yeah, 20 yeah. 20 minutes i don't remember 20 25 yeah. whatever yeah watch like it two seasons yeah and they cancelled it so. cruel people I, i didn't know it was cancelled but yeah, anyway, whatever yeah. okay anyway, so we are we done with the questions we are yes. what was yeah. the no i don't know <laughs> <laughs> whatever uh so yeah that was a lovely q and episode so but uh, I, we didn't realize we were going to do a two parter until we got in the middle of recording <laughs> this so the episode <laughs> with uh, simon will be a two parter this is the q and a and the next episode will be talking about world cinema 101 where we talk about more personal stories and how we got into uh, world cinema so please check that out as well uh, thank you so much for sending all the questions so thank you for the question yeah, yeah thank you so much uh, we enjoyed answering them yeah. um, i hope you share it with other people who love listening about films or talking about films you can dm us any mm-hmm. of your suggestions if you want to Uh, on Instagram, I've gotten is, a DM of one session. Do you want to do an episode on this movie? It's called uh, Winter Sleep. I have to rewatch it. Oh yeah, I don't mind. We can. Yeah, Silan film, right? Like, yeah, yeah, Silan film, three and a half hours long. Sure, sure. I don't mind. I suddenly at least keep a straight straight face while saying. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll the see main problem for me is downloading a three point five hours film. 
that's the problem my main problem for me it's sitting down and watching it See, yeah. but five hours, I, I watched an 8 hour documentary about Czech New Wave with like the 15 minutes oh is it the Shivendra Singh Dungarpur movie is it that yes one? yes yes yeah yeah yes. I know about it I, I, I think the 8 hours is more palatable to me like I can like because you have that 4 hour gap and then you put yourself in that frame of mind 3 and a half mm-hmm. hours is like you have to sit for 3 and a half so it's like mm-hmm. okay should I like sit down right now to watch nah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, winter uh, sleep, yeah. Sanjeet. Next episode done. Done, sir. Glory build like, episode. Somewhere in the future. Let's not say next episode. <laughs> next oh, yeah, okay. episode. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Queens Dead dot Film Podcast uh, DMS Associations or any changes or anything that you'd like us to talk about any films or any shows. Um, you can follow Dhruv. Or you can follow Simon on his Instagram handle. The bong cinephile. The bong. The <laughs> underscore bong underscore cinephile on Instagram. Yeah. What posts, is it again, Sanjeev? The handle. <laughs> the bong cinephile. Why? What? Okay. No. 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 Nothing. <laughs> But you can check out his Instagram page for a lot of great posts uh, about cinema, cinema movements, and about films. They are very in depth, so you can read them. They make yeah. make a he's, very good. He's read. only wrong about a couple of films when we let him. <laughs> Um, otherwise he's right but yeah like check him out for sure uh, the link will also be in the description also make sure to check out the next episode with him as well where we talk about bong, uh, where we talk about world cinema you can follow dhruv at a terminal cinema you can follow me at pixel baba if you want to but yeah thank you so much for listening in uh, thank you thank so much you. for the questions please share it it really helps us a lot follow us on spotify i'm done thank you khatam one has to begin to i think reach younger people at an earlier age for that to to um shape their minds to, to in a critical way a critical way of looking at these images and what they mean and how to interpret imagery um and i think um in a more official way i think uh, than than uh, uh, just punching up on a computer or uh, seeing something on a, uh, a tv commercial or something like that i think it really i think you really need to know you need to know how ideas and emotions are expressed through a visual form now that vo- that form could be video you know or film but probably eventually would be digital video for a long period for a long time to come but it still has the same rules and it still has the same vocabulary and it still has the same uh, uh, grammar i should say really the same grammar and the grammar is panning left and right tracking in or out you know booming up and down uh intercutting a certain way the use of a close up as opposed to a medium shot what is a medium shot what is a long shot all these sort of things and how do you use all these elements and the different kinds of lighting and how you use all these elements to to make an emotional and psychological point to an audience and i think we have to begin to teach our, our younger people how to use this very powerful tool because we know film the image can be so strong for 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 not only for good for good use but also for bad use look at world war 2 and look at the films that were made in germany look at the the great uh, director lenny riefenstahl look at her triumph of the will and how that how that really um the extraordinary uh, uh ability she had as a filmmaker how that helped shape the policies of the third reich and of course we know what that led to and uh so film is very powerful 
Images are very powerful, I should say, and we have to start begin to teach younger people how to use them and what they and at least to begin to understand to interpret them.